Make the daddy diapers work for the babies. Welcome to Indecorous Podcast. Indecorous means not in good taste. 9-11 was a gender reveal. <laughs> Indecent. Bunch of lunatics with morbid senses of humor. Immoral. You don't have the money to bulldoze this building? Just draw Muhammad all over the place. <laughs> Somebody will blow that shit up. Shameless. I let my bush grow because it's kind of one of those lots for love type of situations. Impolite. People always shit fingering, but I'm like, you know what? My finger's always hard. I don't get whiskey fingers. And beyond the pale. What you wearing down on your toes? Hey, welcome to Decorous Podcast, everybody. This is going to be a special kind of episode. For one thing, Ian's not with us again because we have him on a timeshare with the guy that's masturbating next door, I believe. So <laughs> I guess this was his day. Is that what it is, Bobby? Yeah, uh, you know, that could be the case. But, I mean, Ian's always been very mysterious. So yeah, who knows what he's up to? Never really know. Yeah, that's right. We never really know. Yeah. And now the shit's opening up with COVID and stuff, so he's being a little more risky. So who knows? He's very fond of the Jack Shacks. Exactly. So he might be missing some episodes from now on, because who knows? We can't control this guy. He's he's a loose cannon. Yeah, it's going to depend on uh, how good his attorney is, I guess. Basically. So for today, he's not going to be with us, but... We're going to make up for it with our good friend Brendan Walsh made the time to join us. So he is going to join us for this episode. Riff with us a little bit. Shoot the shit. We're going to do a couple of news stories with him. But also, added bonus, our other friend Glenn Snyder, he's going to join us to do the rest of the segments. We couldn't have uh, Brendan for the whole episode. We did a good chunk of it with Brendan. We're probably going to have some Patreon exclusive bonus material too from just shooting the shit with Brendan. But basically, there's going to be a first for us. We are going to not have Ian, but we're going to have two guests doing different segments on the same episode. Welcome to episode 83 of Indecorous Comedy. This is episode 33 of season 2. Indecorous Comedy is a reprehensively distinguished educational comedy show. You're the smartest lowbrow or dirtiest highbrow podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Carlos Valencia. Joining me is Bobby D. Yo. Today, we'll be answering listener questions, talking about indecorous news, and we'll be diving deep into the indecorous history of pranks that went wrong, but... Before we do any of that, let's welcome our guest today, Brendan Walsh. Brendan, thank you for joining us, my friend. That's right. I, you always come with intro music, is what I love about having Brendan Walsh on the podcast. Dude, you doing all right, man? Everything good? Yeah, I'm doing great. I, well, you told us before we even started recording, but you just had another kid, man. Yeah, I had another kid, dude. Are you like trying to uh, build an army, or is this just like, how did this happen? Fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, they all have different mothers. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, actually, if I was younger, I well, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of the rub. Like now that I have kids, I like you know, my daughter's great. Like she's three and a, she's going to be four soon, and it's just like so fun. She's so such yeah. a good yeah. kid and really funny, and like I like hanging out with her. Um, the baby, I don't really know right. that well yet. So you're kind of, um, you know, on the fence. But I do feel I see the because like I had kids older, and now that like I have them now, and I'm like, oh, you know, like I'm always doing math where I'm like, oh, when when she's 21, I'm gonna be like 60. Oh you know? yeah. So like now I'm like, oh, doing it younger, I see the benefit of that, and right. also like, I mean, I could have 10 kids if I wanted right now, but mm-hmm. like. 
you're basically signing a portion of them up to be orphans before they're in high school. <laughs> yeah. Right. Most right. likely. You're basically having kids so that your older kids have to look out for your younger kids at some point. Yeah. Well, you know, one Amanda's a lot younger than me, so she'll be oh, <laughs> she'll okay. be around uh, for she's getting the plan of having kids earlier as opposed to yeah it's interesting though because yeah i don't have any kids but yeah i guess ideally you want to have them when you're young but i mean when you're young you're not really thinking about having kids so it's i mean unless you're like financially i mean there's a lot of things that go into it you know yeah yeah i mean i think a lot of people who have kids when they're young are just like that's what you do it's why people never move more than a mile away from where they grew up yeah um yeah true but also you know i would have maybe if I wasn't basically teetering on homelessness for my 20s and 30s, it might have been more of an option. Yeah, I guess so. You've always been a dude that does his own thing. and I haven't seen your new your new podcast. Do you call it a podcast or is it more like a video cast? I don't know what the terminology is. What is it? That... Uh, it's, it's still called a podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, I mean, it's a podcast. And when we started, it's called the World Record Podcast. The other podcast, I did a podcast called The Bone Zone for about seven years. I remember The Bone Zone, yeah. Yeah, and I stand behind that as one of the funniest podcasts ever (laughs) created. I mean, it's still, and it actually, I think it gets more listeners now than when we're, you know, we we haven't done it in three years. And it's, it's just, I just think it like, you know, it was really clicking and I didn't want it to end, but it just, that's part of, uh. When you have a partner in something, right. you're just inviting the possibility of chaos. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I'm a yeah. We're pretty new to the podcasting thing, but I feel that too. And that I I hope everybody's still gonna be on board for a while because I'm just used to doing stand up, and stand up is just it's me. It's like whether I want to do it or I don't want to do it. Not many other people involved in it. But when yeah, you have other people involved, then you also have to take into account what they want to do. Yeah, Carlos doesn't know it yet, but we're already looking at some other options. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's so. right. Got to have gonna... a backup Carlos. Yeah. yeah, right. That's kind of how I got involved in stand-up was I had a fail. Well, wasn't, I mean, I guess it was failed. Either way, I got involved with these guys where we were doing like these kind of loosely scripted sketch shows and we would make videos and we had strippers and, and it, it was kind of popular right off the bat in Austin. Like the Velveeta Room was packed for the shows and nice and then the other guys just kind of were like we don't want to do it anymore they just kind of bailed and then i did something with the guy who did the videos with me and he kind of wasn't super honest about some things and also i historically i wasn't without fault but i just kind of that thing kind of fell apart we made like a pilot that i was not happy with and so then i was like you know what i'm just going to do stand-up because all i need is a pencil Right. Yeah. Barely need that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not trying to brag, but I, I did it without a pencil. But I mean, I've always been very gifted like that. So one of those quill feathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but the Bone Zone and Do You Know Who Jason Siegel is are yeah. the first two podcasts I did. And then World Record Podcast is the third one and i you know if you listen to the bone zone or do you know jason siegel is this is the same i mean they're all my same sensibilities which are my favorite episode of a podcast is when no real information is exchanged at all like (laughs) i mean and that's that's my favorite type of communication with my friends like i have 20 foot long text chains with friends of mine where it's just some 
stupid argument about nothing, you know, where yeah, yeah. like just playing around, like real life is so fucking boring. Like, why are we going to get on a podcast and talk about, I'm not saying this with, with I, this is just my, like when I do my podcast, I'm like, there are enough people interviewing people. There's yeah. enough. I don't want to hear me talk about myself on my podcast. I don't want to talk about fucking COVID or yeah. Donald Trump. Let's call a karate studio and tell them that I got kicked out of my last karate <laughs> studio for beating everybody up and see if they'll let me in. That's fucking amazing. I mean, that's what I love about it, dude. That's fucking great. All right. Uh, well, let's move on to our first segment where we talk about COVID and Trump exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, we do video now, too. I don't know. You've probably seen clips. Of, I did uh, see the clips, man. Do you do that editing and get somebody that helps you with that shit? That's the all things comedy studio, right? Yeah. Yeah. We do it at the all things comedy studio and I have, I bought a green screen and they have a green screen there. Either way there's, it's all green screened. I wear, I have like an outfit that I wear. I'm the B man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. And then there's a guy named Drew Brown who he is a listener of like, I, he probably was into the bone zone and all that stuff. And then I was looking for a video people were telling us to make video like all podcasts have video now and i'm like well why do people want to see three comedians sitting around a table talking in the yeah. microphones i don't get it yeah, that, me, me and bobby were having the same conversation yeah. before you joined us where it's just like the same thing that you just said yeah it's like audio what? is a uh, audio like some things are meant like i love old comedy albums like bob and doug mckenzie or cheech and chong and stuff like that where the audio sketches are kind of a lost art form which are yeah it's kind of archaic at this point point in time but even but like the adam sandler album you know that first adam yeah, sandler yeah. album they're all gonna laugh at you nobody's doing stuff like that and i love that stuff and that's that's what i strive for with all the podcasts i've done is to just you know having visuals would ruin it and yeah right but then with this one you know because like bone zone we did for seven years jason siegel we did for about a year and I didn't make any money on either one of those. And not that I'm like in the podcast game for financial. Well, I mean, why do, again, like at this point in my life, like I can't, I can't afford to have hobbies that take up this much of my fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, everybody was like, well, you got to do video. Cause I'm like, how do we get more listeners? How do I get more Patreon people? And everybody's like, well, do you do video? Do you do video? Right. And I'm like, well, no, but okay, I'll do video, but if I'm going to do video, I don't want it to just be a video of my fat fucking head talking into a <laughs> yeah. stupid microphone. Yes. So this guy, Drew Brown, who's a listener, I kind of put it out there. Like, does anybody know how to do video shit? Because I had done some puppet stuff with audio of the podcast and edited it myself, but it's just everything's so time consuming for me because I don't know how to do shit and it's all just kind of learning. So either way, this guy, Drew, was like, I'll do it. And he's doing a great, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the first times in history that a listener actually turned out to be good at, <laughs> or, I, I don't want to dismiss listener, but generally when you're, I mean, just anybody where you're like, Hey, this is basically free. Right. Yeah. Does somebody want to help me do a thing? And everyone's like, yeah, sure, man. I would love to. And then it's like three weeks later, you're like, do you have that thing that, should have taken you five right. seconds to yeah. do. And they're like, oh man, I had a busy week and I'm an alcoholic yeah. and fucking <laughs> have a drug problem. And it's hard to push because you're not 
paying. So it's like, oh. So. Well, actually, I am paying Drew a little bit now. He's on the payroll, and he's not getting paid what he should, as neither am I. No, but I mean, but I'm talking about like when it's just like, oh man, yeah, dude, I'll do it for free, and then they don't, and then how do you push them when it's like, oh, okay, that's right. I yeah, you can't, can't ride somebody's yeah. ass where you're like, you said you would do me a favor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. like it, the key is to pay people just enough to hold them accountable. Yeah. <laughs> and Drew, I just wanted to, because pretty quickly it became apparent like, oh, this guy's really doing a good job. Right on. And the videos, I wanted the videos to be, I'm like, well, I don't want just a video. Like, let's make the video be its own thing that's at least enjoyable to watch and has like other layers of you know there's another layer of comedy in there with the visual yeah. stuff he puts in and um so yeah pretty quickly i was like hey man i can't afford to pay you a lot but here's what i can afford because i think you're doing a great job and i want it's great i i just saw a little clip of uh i guess he had stanhope on recently yeah and it's a very little thing i mean you you know it's you, the b-man and uh and stanhope and there's a very little edit but at one point, the camera zooms in on Bingo in the background. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> They're like little things like that crack me up. Like just, just fucking zoom into Bingo just eating yogurt. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, he just gets it and like the stuff he does where I was like, just go crazy. You know, I That's want it great. to be like like Doug Loosenhop, Doug Pounds, like his editing style. Mm -hmm. the, he, he did uh, Tim and Eric's show. Oh, okay. I mean, that yeah. was basically like he invented a new form of editing. Like right. Doug is the most influential editor of a whole generation of kids who are editing things now are ripping him off. Yeah. I mean, Doug should be a billionaire, but he's not. And I wasn't telling Drew to rip him off, but like, obviously it's, it's an example of like, Hey, make something out of nothing, which is what Doug did with a lot of Tim and Eric stuff, where if it was just shot straight, it would be garbage. Yes. Yeah. He created that aesthetic, which has become kind of the norm now. It's like once something becomes popular enough, people forget that somebody originated that shit and they don't get yeah. enough credit for it. Yeah. And Doug has just been like copied for over a decade and, and now it's like yeah he's losing jobs to kids who are ripping him off you know yeah, but yeah i mean i don't want to doug's doing fine he's he's got i, I don't want to make it sound like doug's like laying in a gutter <laughs> you don't want to share his gofundme he's laying in a gutter like resting his head on an old avid editing system so real quick you mentioned earlier that the bone zone has gotten more popular since you stopped doing it. Is there any way to like go back and insert some ads or monetize it after the fact? Or is it? Well, just that's, one I mean, I've been talking to all things comedy about that. I mean, the thing is, yeah, I just don't really, I don't want to get into a whole belly aching thing, but through the whole, I, I just, I, I don't know what it is, but I've never, I just don't have any support with stuff like okay. that. Like, of course there's a way to monetize okay. it at this point, but I don't have, you know, an assistant. I don't have a team, you know, like I feel like everybody else doing podcasts is like, oh, this is our producer and this is our yeah. booker and this is our researcher. Yeah. And I'm like, how right. do you get fucking people to fucking <laughs> how do you pay these people? Are your parents rich or something? Like, or, or people right. just like believe in you for some reason and nobody, like I've been around for almost 20 fucking years and I'm yeah. still a fucking joke to everybody. Like, you know, nobody takes anything seriously that I do. Like I can't fucking get you know how do i get the fucking goddamn av club just to mention that i exist <laughs> in the fucking podcast world it's uh i mean we've talked about this on the podcast before but it's not an uncommon thing i mean i mostly i yeah. just know from stand-up where some of the most hilarious people i know 
are not getting the same opportunities that some other people do and it's you know it's like everything some people are better at marketing and business and all that shit and some people are just better at being funny yeah well and some people are good at not acting like a fucking lunatic (laughs) which i realized like i had my twitter account taken away from me in november i was gonna ask you about that november i guess whenever the whenever the election results came out right and what was it? Was something about you were impersonating Eric Trump or something, or Donald I, Trump? Yeah, Jr.? Donald Trump Jr. I um, and it's the pinned tweet on my new account, which is at at Brendan Walsh. It's at the at sign and then at. Okay. Oh, nice, nice. And um, yeah, I had done it a few times with because you know I had a verified account. You know, you have that little check mark. Yeah. Uh-huh. That so when you change your name and actually jamar neighbors i totally ripped this off from another comedian named jamar neighbors because uh-huh. he i had seen him doing it like he would tweet as different he would change he had a verified account and would change his name to different celebrities or donald trump and at first glance when you see it when you change your page to look exactly like the other person's thing and you change your name even though it still says at jamar neighbors as the handle that's like yeah. very small underneath donald trump Donald J. Trump. Right. And that shows up big in like bold letters. So it kind of does look exactly like you're that person. Right. Right. And then the check mark next to it is just like, what the fuck? Because like the first time I saw yeah. him doing that was for, I don't know if it was, it might have been Trump. And he just <laughs> he like tweeted, y'all are gay or something. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck am I? Oh, shit. And then Jamar, and I'm not like, this wasn't underhanded. I like texted him and was like, dude, that's fucking, I'm dying. And then one night I was up. You know, it was late at night and I was just looking on Twitter and Jamar was acting like Donald Trump again. So I changed my account to look like Mike Pence and we're tweeting back and forth all this crazy shit and just fucking die. You know, I'm just we're just cracking up at three in the morning because people are like, what the fuck is going on here? Like people just don't understand That's great. what's going on. And so we had done that a few times and Jamar was doing it a lot. And then uh, the day they announced like that Biden was the winner, I just, I was like, I changed my account to Donald Trump Jr. And just, I literally did like four or five tweets. Like I tweeted, me and Eric are putting on a pot of coffee and we're going to figure this shit out. Um, (laughs) uh, Like this is so fucked, like all caps. And I was like, Sleepy Joe's in a motel and the... Trump organization is looking into buying the White House, so you're never going to be in there. Just I did like three crazy tweets or, f- or maybe five. And then I went to – I'm like, okay, I probably should maybe switch this back. And I went to switch it back and it was fucking suspended. Oh, God damn. And they wouldn't give it back. They won't give it back to me. I tried every – I had like my agents trying to get this fucking, <laughs> and they're like, he clearly violated the rules. And I'm like, just tell him I won't do it again. Like, yeah, like that's fuck. what I would think. You'd be like, oh, he learned his lesson. You won't do it. I well, mean, you know, again, like I was saying before, and not to be totally fucking Rodney Dangerfield here, but I really do feel like if I was someone, like if I was Pete Holmes who did it, I would have agents working a little bit harder for me. Yeah. And maybe like, you know, people going, eh. All right, yeah, we'll give it back to Pete Holmes. Not Brendan, though. He's a fucking <laughs> asshole. But I realized, like, when my account got taken away, you know, like, I still try to get jobs here and there. And I've realized, like, oh, I wonder if my Twitter has lost me work. Because I tweet crazy shit, conspiracy stuff, and, like, 
whatever the popular trend is, I'll tweet. Like, you know, I like yeah. just fucking, it's, it's a fucking Twitter. Right. Like I treat it. I mean, I'm a comedian, so I feel like poking fun at everything is, uh, should be on the table for everyone. Like yeah. I'm not a fucking virologist or, you know, like I'm not tweeting about like COVID and Trump. I mean, if I'm going to tweet about COVID, it's going to be something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, and I re- it wasn't until they took my account away that I was like, oh, I wonder if I've cost myself money. And then I was texting with a guy. I guess I could say it. It was, he's, a, he's a writer for Conan, this guy, Dan Cronin, mm-hmm. uh, Dan Cronin, writer for Conan. <laughs> and he messaged me about something talking about like work and whatever, like finding jobs as like, you know, older fucking white guys and. I mentioned something about Twitter maybe costing me work and he his response was just like, oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Before I met you, I thought you were a crazy asshole, like just judging from your social media. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I tweet every – like all my social media presence is like I just assume – it's like, oh, everybody knows I'm fucking around. But it's like, no, nobody knows you. <laughs> you just come off like a crazy person to a lot of people. See, that's – and, you know, that's, I would have thought the same way as you do where I would think like, yeah, everybody fucking knows that I'm fucking around sort of thing. No. I don't I, – you know, I never think about it from the normal person perspective that they might think what you just described. Like, oh, no, this guy's fucking out of his mind. Yeah, I always just assume you guys get it right. This is kind of who would actually say something this absurd. People just yeah. don't get it. That was my the my favorite thing about the prank where you made the Whole Foods banner coming soon thing. Yeah, was that I guess people were discussing it on Nextdoor and whatnot, and then somebody suggested that it might be a prank, and then people were like, "Well, who would do that? <laughs> yeah, who would that take the my- time and spend the money to make a banner, make two banners, and hang them up?" But that's yeah. that's the glorious thing about it, though. <laughs> to me, that's the the best part about it is that that's the best laugh in the world. It is <laughs> to me. It's the best laugh in the world because I'm just sitting there, watching everybody scramble. Like, what the? F- why is this? Why would anybody <laughs> do this? But yeah, I mean, I think that's what that's the most brilliant about it, dude. To be honest with you, I mean, that's what I love about your. It shit. hasn't been. <laughs> it hasn't been profitable, and I don't have any retirement. <laughs> There's a segment where we highlight the most important news happening across the United States and all over the world. This is indecorous news. After you listen to this segment, you will never have to listen to another newscast ever again in your entire life. This first story is Columbia professor says, I do heroin regularly for, quote, work-life balance. Carl Hart is a Columbia University professor of psychology and neuroscience. He chairs the psych department and has a fondness for heroin, not only as a subject of scholarly pursuit, but also as a substance for personal use. At 54, the married father of three has snorted small amounts of heroin for as many as 10 days in a row and enjoyed it mightily, even if, as he recalls in his new book, Drug Use for Grown-Ups, Chasing Liberty in the Land of Fear, He's experienced mild withdrawal symptoms 12 to 16 hours after the last dose. Yeah, so this guy, I guess he's like microdosing heroin, which is a thing I was not aware existed. Yeah. It, it sounds like he's smart enough and has the wherewithal. He is probably testing whatever he's got so he's not snorting fentanyl instead. Imagine. Yeah, I guess he's got the means to uh, not get that. Well, I was going to say like black market. It's not like there's a legal market for heroin. Yeah. 
He, he yeah. just stops by the Columbia lab and gets his buddy to check yeah. it out for him, you know? I mean, you got to know your guy. Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Yeah, I don't know. I've never done heroin, but that's the one that's always scared me because they say it's so addictive, so I just don't want to go down this hole. But I don't know. I guess if you're responsible enough. Have you ever done the, the heroin, uh, Brendan? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I might have. Uh, no, I, I, I've never. Yeah, I don't want to get into uh, Yeah that because it's i'm sure it's great you know what i did want there was um i had a girlfriend who was sick and got codeine cough syrup prescribed to her uh-huh. and she you know like got over whatever she had and still had like three quarters of a bottle of this stuff and we like sat around my apartment and just were like drinking it one day and i was like oh this is what heroin's like okay that's what people because it's just yeah. it really is just like and i think codeine is pretty close okay to a, like i think it's an opiate maybe i don't know yeah yeah i think it is but um yeah i was like oh this okay i get it yeah but you know thankfully the bottle ran out and, and there was right. no more access and neither i wasn't trying to get any more but like any kind of pain pill like that yeah, and I can see it too. I like I drink pretty regularly, but I feel like shit the next day if I get really hammered. So yeah, I think that's what keeps me from wanting to be an alcoholic. Like because I hear alcohol is just like you drink and then the next day you wake up you want to drink again. I'm like nah, I don't really feel like fucking getting hammered again after feeling like shit. But if it's something that feels really nice, and then when you just whatever wake up you are fine and want to do it again, that's that's gonna be a bit of a problem. I, I was going to say, and I think the thing for heroin addicts is it feels like shit if you don't do it. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> well, exactly. I think that's what yeah. you, that's when you get really into it. Oh, like, yeah. I think if you do it casually, but I, there aren't many. I mean, this guy's a, what is he, the head of a neuroscience? Like, he's. Yeah, he's at Columbia University and shit. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's just justifying it because he wants to be a junkie, kind of, but not to be cliched about everything, but anything in moderation, like, I'm sure. I mean, it's irresponsible what he's doing. It's not, especially 54 and having kids and shit. Like, yeah, uh, I didn't realize that part till we just read it that, yeah, the guy's married with kids and shit. It's kind of. But whatever, you know, I mean, fucking, I mean, everybody you know is on some kind of cocktail right. of pharmaceuticals. So, yeah. You know, like that's, you know, I'll smoke pot a little bit here and there. And um, the drug laws. Well, I mean, that's not comparative to heroin, but like, but the thing is like, let's say I, I take a couple of hits off my fucking weed vape and go to drive to uh, the fucking grocery store or whatever. Mm-hmm. And somebody jumps in front of my car. Right. You know, one of the crazy yeah. homeless people we have here in Los Angeles. Well, or one of your crazed fans. Yeah. One of my crazed fans <laughs> is holding a big sign. Yeah. <laughs> it says, we love the world record podcast. And That's I, right. They jump right under my tires. But the thing is, like, if, you know, if I, because, like, that can happen here. Like, I don't know how yeah. much time you guys have spent in Los Angeles, but there's just a certain type of homeless person that is here in fucking spades. And, yeah. you know, and you do see them just, like, dart into fucking busy traffic on sunset. And I'm like, you know, if, if that happened and I have, like, a little bit of pot, in my system, I'm probably going to get in trouble. But yep. the, the lady next to me in the car is probably on like four antidepressants and fucking <laughs> yeah. Xanax and, and she'd be fine because they're yep. prescribed. Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, demonizing any kind of drug, like I'm sure small doses of heroin 
is probably just as safe, if not safer, than being on fucking Zoloft for 10 years. Yeah, and, and yeah. I guess if anybody were to know about this, it'd be this dude, I guess. Yeah, but go ahead, Bobby. You can tell us a bit more about it. But as Hart sees it, the discomfort is a worthwhile trade-off. There aren't many things in life that I enjoy more than a few lines by the fireplace at the end of the day, he writes, pointing out that the experience leaves him refreshed and prepared to face another day. Hart, who studies the effects of psychoactive drugs on humans, finds his use of the narcotic to be as rational as my alcohol use. Like vacation, sex, and the arts, heroin is one of the tools that I use to maintain my work-life balance. He says his reason for coming clean about doing opiates and the like is to advocate for decriminalizing possession of recreational drugs. According to the publisher, the book makes the case, quote, the demonization of drug use, not drugs themselves, has been a tremendous scourge on America, not least in reinforcing this country's enduring structural racism. Sweet Papa Man. So I think, basically, I agree with everything that he's got. I mean, well, I mean, I don't think there's anything that I disagree with in this whole thing. It's just kind of crazy that somebody is being this open about being a heroin user. But yeah, yeah, if you can fucking handle your life, if you can still be a functional heroin user, then fucking go for it. Yeah, why not? I mean, uh, tobacco and alcohol are legal and they fucking kill more people than mushrooms yeah. ever have. Yeah. And the people who like, because like weed is getting legalized in different places. And if you're somebody who's like, okay, well, you can smoke weed now because it's legal, then you're just a fucking dummy. Yeah. It, it doesn't yeah. change anything about it except that your fucking daddy told you you're allowed to do it now. Yeah. To fucking demonize people smoking weed. And then the next day go, oh, it's legal now. Like, it's like if they lowered the age of consent to like 15, you know, the <laughs> amount of guys that would be trying to fuck 15 year olds would be off the chart. Absolutely. And it's like, so wait, it was bad when like Crystalia was doing it, but now, but now it's fine because the <laughs> right. governor said it's okay. Yeah, I, I've always thought it's ridiculous, especially with the weed laws now, since they're getting passed in more states and more states that... You're going to have neighboring states where you can be smoking a joint, but you take two steps one way and now you're going to prison for it. Yeah. Whereas if you're on the other side of that borderline, you'd be perfectly fine. That makes absolutely zero sense. Well, a lot of stuff doesn't make sense if you really start to think about it. Yeah, that is yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Dude. I mean, money doesn't make sense. Like, if you really <laughs> think about how money works, like, it doesn't yeah. mean anything. I mean, pieces of like, paper oh yeah it's yeah. like have you heard of these uh the non-fungible tokens things yeah yeah i'm getting into that i've uh, yeah <laughs> i mean i got like i downloaded a app because i want to try to sell art but i'm kind of petering out and trying to figure it out well i mean i'm i'm not i'm just not smart i mean i'm not smart enough to even uh, get into uh, cryptocurrency and all that shit but it is from what i've read that with uh nfts it's like you get a digital copy of something that's a unique digital copy, but it's still something that anybody could actually have. Right. But the one that's the NFT is worth more. But again, it's worth more because people are willing to agree that it's worth more. Yeah. It's like collectibles, yeah. you know, yeah, like a bunch basically. of people. And cause that'll happen sometimes too, where just something will, the next generation just isn't interested in it anymore. Like fucking Hess trucks or whatever my grandparents used to collect back in the day. <laughs> and right. yeah, the, I mean, if that next generation doesn't pick it up, then it just fucking dies out. You know, I, just the other day, this just reminded me, I was at CVS and I'm like buying diapers for myself. 
and uh, <laughs> I'm in the plus size diaper aisle. No, I was looking because the the new babies like went up a size in diapers. Either way, eight- no, it would be it would be fun though if you were like, I like diapers, and I'm not buying a different size for my kid. She's yeah, like, yeah. Get used it's to like we're shit. just gonna have to trim them down, get some duct tape and scissors, make the daddy diapers work for the we're baby. Not making two fucking different diaper purchases here. Daddy diapers. That's a good brand name. Uh, but in the CVS that I go to, the stuff for babies in that aisle, there's a small portion that has like toys. And I'm like looking at the fucking diapers, trying to figure out like size three. Okay, what's the cheapest fucking diaper? And then this guy goes over to the toy part and grabs two Mr. Potato Head toys that they were selling there. And he goes, hey, man, fucking Mr. Potato Head, got to get these. They're going to be worth money, man, because, like, they're doing away with the... And and I'm also like, do I have a fucking neon sign over my head that says that I think everything's bullshit? Like, why are you engaging me? And he's he's like, yeah, man, everybody's out of their fucking mind, dude. Like, doing away with Mr. Potato Head. You should grab some. They're going to be worth money in, like, five years. And I even thought about, like, he grabs, like, two Mr. Potato Head dolls. And I'm like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, cool, man. All right, see you. And, and then like when he leaves and I find my diapers, I go and look and there's still like a couple Mr. Potato Heads that he left where I'm like, why mm-hmm. didn't you just get two more? They're $10 each. So I'm like, yeah. just get yeah. four instead of two. And I even considered for a minute, I'm like, oh, maybe I should just get one. And I'm like, I might get a fucking Mr. Potato Head. Because number one, I have two little kids at home. One of them, they're going to figure it out and play with it anyway. Yeah. So it's not going to be in the package. But also it's like, let's say I hold on to it for five years. How much? What's it going to be worth? $300? So I'm going to hold on to a $10 Mr. Potato Head (laughs) to make $290 maybe in five years. Yeah. That's why you got to get a Mr. Potato Head token instead, man. It's digital. (laughs) Yeah, that digital NFT Mr. Potato Head. Yeah, that's what it is, man. But that's what it, what that's what these things are now. It's uh, but again, it's like everything. It's like you were talking about cash being paper and shit. Like I was like, it's got worth because we give it worth. It's like people talking about. It happens all the time. But like when Trump was president, and they were talking about like, oh, he's trampling over the Constitution. You can't do this because the Constitution. And I'm like, yeah, unless somebody tries to stop him, it's not like the fucking Constitution is going to break out of his fucking case <laughs> with a fucking machine gun and knock Trump down. It's a piece of paper with words That's on it. That's a good cartoon, and Unless somebody else is willing to fucking do something about it. It's not like the Constitution itself has got the will and agency to fucking stop somebody from violating it. All right, we're going to move on to this next story. Congregation claims pastor farts in their faces to heal them. All right. So, Bobby, you can tell us more about this congregation. Uh, The congregation of a church in South Africa are claiming their pastor sits on people and farts on them as a means of healing and blessing them. Pastor Christ Penelope of Sevenfold Holy Spirit Ministries in Sayandani Village in Gianni Limpopo has been accused of farting on his congregants. And by the way, if your name is Christ Penelope, you kind of have to get into the pastor business, right? You can't fucking have some other kind of business whilst your name is fucking Christ. But maybe it's kind of like how everybody's named Muhammad in a lot of countries. You know, maybe it doesn't hold much weight over there. You know, I mean, everybody in Mexico is named Jesus. Yeah, 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 that's true. Good point, good point, yep. Photos reportedly show the pastor sitting or standing on top of people with people claiming he breaks wind up. Yeah. 
I mean, that's better than, I guess, just what, putting your hand on their forehead and then they fall down and they don't have scoliosis anymore or whatever. I mean, is it better, though? I mean, I mean, you know, it's all bullshit, so who cares? They're spitting yeah. their mouths. It's like, yeah, we, at least there's some kind of action. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's like, fucking, you cured my scoliosis, but now I got pink eye or some shit because you put it in my eye. However, the pastor refutes the remarks that have been circulating on social media, having simply said, according to the Daily Sun, I don't fart on people, I heal people. <laughs> the outlet reports that people have been flooding to the church in the wake of the rumors, but Pastor Penelope has said that people saying all those things weren't true. They hear of things and believe them. Well, that's, isn't that kind of what religion is, though? You hear shit and then people believe them? I mean, it's not... Yeah, that's what it's not all like based on. It's not like there's scientific proof. Yeah. It's all based on hearsay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Conjecture. I mean, if you think about it, though, if you're in the faith healing business, you know, and things get a little physical like that, I mean, one's bound to slip out every once in a while. Maybe you got to just... <laughs> seize that opportunity and roll with it yes fucking actually yeah maybe it was a happy accident like he was really fucking (laughs) healing somebody hard and ripped a big one in someone else's face and they're like i can see that's right (laughs) it's a good way to get your incontinence in the news yeah (laughs) yeah well he has argued that what he does is quote not by flesh but by faith saying that when he sits or stands on people they do not feel any pain as the holy spirit is in charge In a Facebook post, he said, this is to tell the doubters that we did not do it by mistake and we're not repenting. We're not going to be intimidated. The body is the church and the head is Christ. Do you expect me to go and sit on the church? I must come directly to the head and sit on it. So the guy's a man of action, I guess is what he's trying to say. (laughs) Works for me. Yeah, dude. I mean, if I can fart on people, if that's what it takes and people are willing to fucking get farted on, I mean, again, I guess it's kind of like the drug thing. It's like if it's all willing participants and nobody's getting hurt, then yeah, fart it up. I think what they're leaving out of the story is the fact that he's got a little camera in the background and he's also, he's bringing in more money from his fetish site than he is from the congregants. (laughs) Yeah, from the farting on people website, yeah. Yeah. I hope he inserts like fucking weird ass sound clips into it just to make his farts, he's enhancing his farts. Or inserts things into his ass that he farts out at people. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he pretends like, like, whoa, where did that come from? There's a big the scandal Lord. in his church where they're like, wait, it turns out that he, he hit eye drops in his asshole and farted them into somebody's eyes. That's why they can see again. It turns out it's a scam. He's putting he put fucking hearing aids in his ass and farted them into people's ears. That's why they can hear. It's a scam. Hey, that sounds like something you save for the Patreon congregants. <laughs> He did a codeine enema before the farting, and that's why they're all feeling so great. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, he's farting codeine dust. (laughs) A 40-year-old woman also said she has stopped attending church, adding, That's not what I signed for. I need prayers, not fart. (laughs) Many other pastors have condemned what Pianopoli has reportedly been doing, saying even if he's not farting on people, he shouldn't be sitting on them anyway. According to the Daily Sun, Pastor Jacob Sabia from Kaisgo said, This is wrong. Nowhere does God say sit on people and they will be healed. (laughs) Pastors should practice what's in the Bible, not what they think is in there. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of nasty shit on the Bible, too. I don't know if that's going to work as a defense. So, you know, as far as interpretations go, you can take them very many, (laughs) many, many places. Bishop Miso Mabunda from Meadowlands also said, these are exactly the deeds the Bible warned us against. It's said that at the end of the world, there'd be people who do things that will shock us. My advice will be for people to make their ways right with the Lord for the end is near. 
I think this guy kind of took it to the next level here. I mean, it's kind of funny. This guy's saying it's the end of the world that this guy is farting on people. Yeah. And then they left off the part where he plugs his Twitter at the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. He plugged this podcast right at the end of this fucking story. Yeah. All right. Well, Brandon, man, we're not going to keep you any longer, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast, dude. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And anything you want to plug? I just the World Record Podcast. That's my baby now. Right on. I guess along with my regular baby. <laughs> yeah, yes, along with your with your real children as well. But uh, yeah, no, the World Record Podcast. If you're just looking for some good juvenile delinquent behavior, sweet man. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I stand behind it. Right on, bro. Well, I appreciate you, man. I hope you're doing great, dude. Hope you too, buddy. Soon. Later, brother. All right, see it. Hey everybody, check us out on Patreon. We are on patreon.com slash indecorouscomedy. If you're not familiar with Patreon, that's basically where you can send us money to support the podcast. And we have different tiers. We have a 1, 3, 7, 10, 20. The 20 is reoccurring too, but we don't expect anybody to fucking send us $20 a month. But if your thing is like, hey, you know, I dig your shit, but I can't do this monthly thing. Yeah, then you can just throw us 20 bucks. The other ones, you can sign up on a monthly basis. Anything three and up, you get all the extras that we put up on Patreon. We do extra content and we do extra interviews and we do extra episodes, all kinds of stuff that doesn't get released on the regular feed. And we haven't mentioned this in a while, but if you like the podcast, please leave us a good review in whatever podcast app that you use. If you had it on iTunes, you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out on the podcast for doing that or just whatever podcast app that you used. If you can leave us a good review, that would be fucking amazing. And just tell your friends too, right? Yeah, I was about to say that's the most important thing. Way to steal my thunder. Well, welcome back to the podcast, guys. Like we said, we have a special guest, Glenn Snyder. Glenn, how you doing, sir? I'm excellent, sir. Glad to be here. So Glenn is one of my poker buddies that I've mentioned on the podcast before. We play on Friday nights. Glenn, actually, you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were the originator of the card Shart's name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a five-minute yeah. drunken brainstorming session, and, and that's what nine comics were able to come up with. <laughs> I like yeah. it. I like yeah. it. <laughs> Card Sharts. Check us out on Twitch. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash card underscore sharts. I don't know why we couldn't just get Card Sharts, but <laughs> we were all drunk when we did this, so a lot of mistakes have been made. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to do our segment of questions like we like to do. Questions sent from our millions of listeners around the world. We accept all questions, but we rarely have an answer for any of them. The first question is always, where do I send questions? And that's indecorouscomedy at gmail.com. Or hit us up on social media. Facebook, Instagram at indecorouscomedy. Twitter at indecorouspod. Patreon at indecorouscomedy. Or themshits.com. And for those who don't know how to spell indecorous, how do you spell indecorous, Bobby? That's I-N-D-E-C-O-R-O-U-S. That is right. And our first question, this comes from Jerry. Jerry asks, if you were a cannibal, what kind of people would you prefer to feast on? I don't know specifically who I would eat, but it would, I would probably go with an American. Just because I think they'll be <laughs> fattier, you know what I'm saying? They'll probably taste Yeah, lots of marbling. Lots of yeah. marbling on Americans. I'm not an adventurous eater, 
at all. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm gonna probably stick with Carla. I was kind of thinking more so of like what part of the person instead of like you know what nationality. Yeah. And again, I'm not an adventurous eater, so I'm probably gonna go like calf or or maybe a maybe a hamstring area. That seems that seems safe. I uh, I might get all Dexter with it and try to eat other cannibals. Oh shit! You know, Ugh. so it's like I can feel better about myself. I could still eat people, but uh, I'm doing good. You eat people who eat people. That's pretty meta. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. People who eat people are the luckiest people. I feel like a cannibal <laughs> session would be like super annoying with the, just the terrible puns. <laughs> like, oh, this oh, yeah. this meal cost me an arm and a leg, you know, yeah. right, fellas. Or, uh, hey, look, yeah. look, I'm eating you out. <laughs> yeah, they're absolutely right, man. That's why they have to be fucking eaten. <laughs> that would be the most intolerable part of the whole thing. It's not even the eating a human being. It's just fucking dealing with every fucking joker trying to be funny with their fucking puns. I was taking it as in what kind of people, as in shape of the body. I think that you're on the right track with that, because I don't think you want like a real lean and shape person if you're going to. I just feel like that would be like too tough. Nah, yeah. yeah. You got to cook them low and slow. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time. You know, Bobby, I've never seen an in shape cow. And they are delicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, this goes back to my answer. I think American, that's the way to go. You know, obviously there's many types of Americans, but if you just, if it's just going to be a crapshoot, I think uh, your odds are good. You're going to get a good, good fatty American. Yeah. yeah I, I was just thinking, uh, you know, those, uh, the January 6th, um, <laughs> <laughs> those guys, those guys look delicious. Oh yeah. The insurrectionists guys. Yeah. That was the word I was looking for and I was too dumb to come up with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe you can get one of those guys that like, they have to cut a new doorway to get him out of his trailer. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. The dumber, the better. I think a dumber person would probably taste better than a smart person. I have no reason for that, but uh, I just, I just have a feeling. Yeah. I think that works for me. <laughs> That's a good answer. We're going to go to our second question. Jason asks, what is the most overrated superpower that everyone says they'd want? but wouldn't actually be that great. And I've actually thought about this before about flying, where a lot of people say, they, oh, man, it'd be great to be able to fly, and then you can just travel the world and all that shit. But I'm like, you know, <laughs> just because you can fly doesn't mean that you're Superman. Like, Superman can fly super fucking fast. Yeah. But if somebody gives you the ability to fly, and you can only fly at the same speed that you can walk, you're still not going to make it to Los Angeles. And you know what I mean? It's going to take two years to get there. Yeah, and boy, would your arms be tired. I <laughs> see this is the kind of comedy gold everybody expects from Bobby. You see Carlos just flapping around at seagull speed everywhere. <laughs> you guys will have to excuse me. I'm late for a cannibal convention. Yeah, people would see you up in the sky. And then five hours later, you're still basically in the same spot in the sky because that's how fast you're going. You can't even go as fast as a plane. And she's goddamn currents. <laughs> how about you, Glenn? What do you think? Um, I mean, as far as superpowers, I mean, I never thought about it that much because, you know, I'm a, I'm a grown up and don't really watch <laughs> comics and superhero movies. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you, you just collect baseball cards. <laughs> hey, that's a manly, that's a manly <laughs> hobby. <laughs> 
Um, so I think you always hear people say, oh, I'd like to have like x-ray vision or be invisible. And the yeah. end game for both of those is to look at chicks naked, which, uh, right. yeah, I mean, it's great and all, but there's the internet. So you can kind of do that now. Yeah. That's like a superpower now. Hey, look, I'm looking at naked chicks and they can't see me. Yeah, right. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, plus like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be a superhero just to go around being a creep. <laughs> <Seems>. <laughs> I mean maybe, you know, if like you could see cancer somehow and in, in people that hadn't gone to the doctor and point that out, but yeah, don't just go around being a creep. I I think that's another one that I think people don't realize is when they talk about I want to be invisible. Well, invisible doesn't necessarily mean that you'll like you, you you can go through walls or that people can't bump into you. So there's still there's still more to it than just being invisible. You still have to fucking dodge people and otherwise people just tripping over nothing and shit. See, I didn't even think about that because I mean I mean I feel like all the the superhero things and there's always like rules that they make up for these things, but it doesn't necessarily go across genres. Like I feel I feel like that's why I got real sick of like vampire things uh, like true blood because like all of it like they can't go out in the, in the daytime but then all of a sudden like season three or four they're walking around the daytime because they drink some magic thing and then you watch some other vampire movie and they have different rules yeah 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 that's, that's a great point i mean i never saw i didn't see true blood but i have seen stuff that is kind of like that I know you were real big into Twilight for a long time. You never <laughs> shut up about Twilight. And, All those posters. Team Jacob, dude. Team Jacob. And you'd always get on our case about it. No, I think it was more like you're getting confused because I always would talk about like, man, if only I was invisible, I would get to see all the Twilight movies at the theater. <laughs> Nobody would see you go in and out of the theater. Yeah, yeah. So but since that's, I couldn't. That is all you would use that for? Yes. Yeah, so, so. Just to do embarrassing yeah, things. Yeah, so I wouldn't be judged for my love of Twilight. You know, I've always wanted to take dance lessons. I just <laughs> never right. wanted anybody yeah. to see them. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, that's the answer to that one, Jason. Now, our last question of the night, this comes from Wait, Trav. I didn't oh. get to go. Yeah, but I mean, are you still on the podcast, though? <laughs> I... <laughs> Not much longer with that attitude. I thought that, that went without saying your power is invisibility. <laughs> <laughs> Disappear in the eyes of the host of the podcast. No, he, he uh, it's a podcast, so his superpower is inaudibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I just lurk on the... <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, how about you, Bob? Now, I kind of feel like super strength is just is a little overrated. You know what I mean? Outside of like lifting up a car that's got somebody pinned and being able to win fights and stuff, it, it doesn't come in. It wouldn't come in handy that much or it would just get old really quickly. You know, Bobby, that's a fantastic point. And every time that people talk about going to the gym, they're working out and they're getting strong as shit. I'm like, why do you need to be strong in 2021? Everything is digital. Everything is delivered. We aren't, you know, killing our own food or having to knock trees down for any useful purpose. Guns are legal. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason to be strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great point. And it doesn't matter how strong you get, a bullet's still going to kill you. It doesn't matter <laughs> exactly. how strong your pecs are. They're not going to repel a goddamn yeah, bullet. Well, like that's only until Joe Biden gets rid of everybody's guns. So thankfully, <laughs> yeah, that'll be done probably by 2022. Uh, I, actually, you know, speaking of that, 
I don't know if I brought this up before, but it's never made any sense to me that Superman is as cut as he is. Because if you see him anywhere, he's like got big biceps and chest and abs. But the way you get cut is by lifting shit that's like heavier than what you're usually lifting. And, you know, your muscles tear. And then that's how your muscles build. But this dude is super strong to begin with. So what? there's nothing he can lift to make his muscles look better. So it doesn't make it. He could look like a fat piece of shit. You know, does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Yeah. I'd just like to apologize to everybody for Carlos ruining everyone's childhood. <laughs> but it's true, though. It doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. The dude should look like a fat, like my 600 pound life type of dude. Yeah. Yeah. I think in the name of equality, we should just revisit Superman and make him a fat slob. And uh, just talk about how beautiful and brave he is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I'm saying is Superman's very problematic is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> All right. Okay. Now we're going to move on to our last question. Travis asks, if you could either redo the last 15 years or see five years into the future, which would you choose? And I was leaning towards redo the last 15 years, but as long as I'm aware of that I'm redoing them. Cause I feel like if you just send me back 15 years and I'm there not knowing that I'm doing it all over again, I'm just going to do the same stupid shit again. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably have to go five years in the future. Well, so my last 15 years, I'm pretty okay with that. The 15 years prior to that, like if I could redo ages 10 to 25, <laughs> that, that I would like to redo. Cause, uh, I was kind of a late bloomer, so uh, I did not have a, a wonderful middle school and high school. Plus, you can't see this on a podcast, but I do have a lazy eye, which you can imagine people feasting on that in middle school and high school. <laughs> yeah, so you're probably like crushing that puss. Um, actually, I was not crushing any puss. Oh. <laughs> um, and apparently every girl in high school got together and decided that I was going to save my virginity until I was married. <laughs> it was a pact. <laughs> they just all got together one day. <laughs> apparently. I don't know. There was some kind of collusion going on. There was pussy collusion going on yeah. in high school. And I was the victim. I was a victim of that, too. Yeah. So. It's a big conspiracy that a lot of people don't talk about is uh, how all these women get together to conspire to keep us virgins. Well, and even at my age now, I really want to bang a high school chick. <laughs> and and before you think that's gross, I'm talking second semester senior year where she's 18 years old and everything's nice and legal because I yeah. feel like I'm still owed sex with a high school girl. Yeah. I need that closure. I, and that's why we have you on the podcast, because hopefully we can make that happen for you. Yeah. Well, if there's any second semester, you have to be in your second semester of high school <laughs> or have been held back a grade. Yeah, just just re a really dumb, like, 20-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you're in high school, you cannot have received your diploma. <laughs> How about you, Bobby? What would you do? Yeah, I guess I would like to go back 15 years, and but... Like you were saying, with the caveat that you have today's knowledge. Yeah. You know? I mean, so you can, because right. I think with either one of these, you could obviously make a ton of money in the stock market and not have to worry about much after that. But yeah, yeah. you have to have today's knowledge, you know. Yeah. If you, if you went back, you could have gotten in the ground floor of Donkey Coin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh,
this show as an educational comedy podcast. We often fall short of the latter, but we always deliver on the former. This week's deep dive was written by Bobby. Playing pranks has practically become a rite of passage for a lot of kids, whether it's as innocent and old-timey as a whoopee cushion, or it's murdering your significant other in an alcohol-fueled jealous rage. You know, pranks. Tonight, we're going to talk about some pranks that went horribly wrong. Glenn, are you a big prankster dude? I'm not really. So I did in high school. We had this. This was probably the best prank that I ever did that actually did get adequate. It, it snowballed way more than we thought that it was going to what the payoff was going to be. So we're in high school and it was a bunch of us that work our first job. We were at Little Caesars product placement. I don't know if we get paid for that, <laughs> but the place was pretty much run by high school people. Yeah. So the one girl that we worked with that we went to school with, she had just hooked up with my buddy and I think like took his virginity or whatever. And we were like, oh, that's hilarious. So me and my other friend, we went to uh, Spencer's at the mall a week or so later and they have like, you know, all kinds of silly gag gifts. So they have this envelope and on giant letters, it says, Pregnancy test results enclosed, private and confidential. <laughs> so we were like, ooh, let's go mail a letter. So we made this thing on like official looking letterhead, you know, from like a gynecologist's office or whatever, and typed it up real official saying, hey, we got your pregnancy test results and you are in fact pregnant. Please come down. You know, we need to go through the next steps. So then we mailed it to her <laughs> and sent it to her. So we thought, you know, she'd get it and be like, ha ha, guys, whatever. Turns out her mom intercepted it and <laughs> oh. was the one who checked the mail opened it up read this woke her up in the middle of the night and it's like screaming at her like what is this what she ended up spilling her guts about all these dudes she had banged oh my god <laughs> <laughs> finally it got around that we were the ones who did it and her mom came up to little seizures and was fucking <laughs> livid like jump over the counter <laughs> wanting to strangle us livid that's <laughs> hilarious dude yeah. That's kind of the end of my practical joke. In <laughs> well, that's pretty fucking epic, man. You fucking went out on top, dude. Yeah, because that seems like something that'd be hard to deny and claim was a prank. Yeah, how would this girl, the whole thing, like where it should have fallen apart is I never got a pregnancy test. I never went to the gynecologist. How would somebody just send you a letter? Yeah, and, hey, yeah. you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we have some other horrible stories about getting pranked gone wrong. So, Bobby, you can do the first story here. On his last day of high school, 18-year-old Tyel Morton thought it would be hilarious to leave a blow-up sex doll in the girls' bathroom. Unfortunately for him, all the school officials could see on camera was a guy in a hoodie and gloves sneaking into the girl's bathroom with a mysterious box. So they called in the bomb squad to the tune of an $8,000 bill to defuse the sex doll. <laughs> the school decided to make an example out of Morton to prevent future pranks, so he was arrested and charged with institutional criminal mischief, a felony that carries up to eight years in prison. Yeah, dude. Now, see, th these like this, is, like this is where it's like, I'm all for... Like, I like pranks that don't really hurt anybody. Like, it's just funny. But then the risk is this shit. You get in trouble with the law, and now all of a sudden you have an $8,000 bill. Yeah. And a lot of times, I don't know, because I don't know this story in particular, but sometimes when it's got something to do with sex, now you get put in a fucking sex offender list or some shit. Oh, yeah. 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 For some reason, the courts just don't really buy that. It was just a joke. We were just messing around. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They don't have the best senses of humor. Yeah, especially when it costs money, you know what I mean? That they that a, a, if you have to have a bunch of people show up as a result of your <laughs> prank, it's going to be expensive. Yeah, yeah. That kind of it kind of reminds me like just what you just talked about Glenn where the chick that got glued to the toilet. You guys you remember <laughs> you guys remember that scene from a lethal weapon where Murtaugh got a, a bomb set on the toilet? You guys remember that? No. Wait, wait, which one? Which was Danny Glover, Murtaugh or Riggs? I forget. That's um, Murtaugh. Yeah, Murtaugh. I think it's Lethal Weapon too. I I don't I don't see color, so I don't know. <laughs> That's right. Well, you just don't see black and white movies. That's what you call Lethal Weapon. It's a black and white movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's like I got that from Josh Gogan. Remember Josh Gogan? Going? Yeah, yeah, man, he was funny. Wait, is that, that's Ian's favorite comic. Right? That's his favorite comic. Yeah, that was actually a Josh Gogan joke. He called the Lethal Weapon a black and white <laughs> movie. But okay, whoever Danny Glover was, yeah, I think it was Lethal Weapon too. Somebody set rigged the bomb when he sat on the toilet, and if he got off off the toilet, the bomb would explode. And he oh, told man. Mel Gibson, he's like, Lance, this is kind of embarrassing. Please don't tell anybody. Let's keep this hush-hush. And then they cut, and the next scene is just there's fucking fire people, and the news is there, and there's like 100 people surrounding the house <laughs> while he's <laughs> sitting on the toilet taking a shit. But anyway, point is, yeah, I guess that's the, that's the danger of some of these pranks is that people are going to think, Holy shit, <laughs> this might be some serious business, and now you got the fucking SWAT team coming out. All right, I'll do this next one. 16-year-old Viffel Atlison from Iceland can't recall when he got the private phone number for the leader of the free world, but he finally decided to use it in 2007 to ask for a private meeting, claiming to be real Icelandic president Olafur Ragnar Grimson. Viffel was passed through several levels of security, each quizzing him about his identity, which he passed thanks to Wikipedia. George W. Bush's secretary told Viffel to expect a call from the president soon, but instead the police showed up, hauled him down to the station, and interrogated him for hours to find the source of the leaked phone number. Iceland and a lot of the world didn't care for Bush, so the teen became somewhat of a local hero. I guess that's one benefit about pranking somebody that everybody hates is everybody's just going to love you for it. Yeah. Hey, wasn't that a Simpsons episode? Was there? I think he called... Yeah, he called some other country. Australia. Yeah, it was Australia. And they wanted to extradite him because he was going to have to get the boot. Like where you get yeah. kicked in the ass by a large boot, I think was going to be the punishment. Yeah, because it was he, he wanted to find out if the water really went the other way and that like when the you flush yeah. the toilet. <laughs> I don't know which came first, the episode or that. I think the Simpsons thing came first because I remember that episode from way back in the day. So yeah, it was an inspiration for old Viffle over here. <laughs> that somehow got a, I mean that's the most incredible part of the whole thing is that somehow he got the private phone number for George W. Bush I don't know how you get that that's what I guess kind of bugs me is like yeah how you just get that off the internet or something I mean surely because he waited a while to use it so surely it must have been compromised prior to that like somebody had to have tried something before uh, yeah. Viffle got around to it yeah, I, I guess it goes to show you, man. It's like you think some some of this stuff is like super secure, but it really isn't. It, it, it might. I don't know if it still happens all the time, but I remember back in the day where people kept calling shows to be, do like the Baba Booey for Howard Stern. Oh yeah, there yeah there, there was like a a legendary Howard Stern caller 
who would always call into like CNN or Fox News or whatever. Like, it'd be like a national tragedy. And he would act like he was a reporter on the ground and he'd go into a story, you know, like he was legitimately reporting. And then like 45 seconds in and he would be like, and then uh, the uh, victims could see Howard Stern's penis. And they were like, um, uh, we, we've obviously been pranked. <laughs> but the guy did it a lot. And, and yeah, and I remember the days when that shit would happen. And I'm like, how do they even know what the phone number to call? And then how many levels of verification do they have? But I guess some people are just, I mean, committed enough to that shit that they make it fucking happen. Yeah. By the way, and, and here's the, the other thing that reminded me is like, because basically the way this story ends is everybody hated George W. Bush, and so he got away with it. It reminds me of, remember that guy that threw a shoe at fucking George W. Oh, Bush? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. like two, two shoes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Two shoes. a little duck dodge he did, too. Yeah. So yeah. I was, it reminded like, that guy's kind of, that was kind of a, he was like, wow, yeah, fuck yeah, dude, you threw a shoe. <laughs> Hating George W. Bush seems so quaint these days. Yeah, right. Remember the days when we thought Bush was the worst and then we got Trump. (laughs) He can't say nuclear correctly. (laughs) What a jerk. Glenn, I'll let you do this next one here. All right. In 2011, two teenagers near Columbus, Ohio, thought it would be a pretty good prank to wrap a stop sign with layers of saran wrap and Vaseline, making it impossible for anybody unfamiliar with the area to see. The geniuses bragged about their prank on Facebook and thought it would be hilarious until an 80-year-old woman drove past the covered sign, killing her and her sister when a car T-boned them, resulting in the teens pleading guilty to reckless homicide. Yeah, so these are the ones that I'm like, okay, come on now. Yeah. You know, like it's... uh, it's fun and games until somebody gets hurt sort of thing. Yeah. And especially with shit like this. Exactly. Because that's the, the point of the prank. Like, oh, man, wouldn't it be hilarious if somebody didn't know to stop here and just kept going? Like, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think is a possible outcome from doing something like that? It's like, uh. I think all they were thinking is like, oh, this is going to be a bitch to take off. I don't even think they were thinking of the ramifications of a stop sign. You know, maybe too. maybe reserve that for like a deer crossing sign or something <laughs> instead of a fucking yes. stop sign. <laughs> Where were you, Bobby? Where were you to mentor these young yeah. little pranksters? You know, it's like, uh, I forget exactly when it was, but there were there was like a group of kids that threw some big rock off of like an interstate overpass. And it killed at least one, if not two of the people in the car that it hit. And like, what did you think was going to happen? You know, I yeah. mean, the car is going 70 miles an hour or whatever. So that's how fast it's going to hit the fucking rock. Somebody's going to get hurt. You know what I think what the real problem is here? It's unfunny people doing pranks. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> that's the real problem. A funny person would be like, what? So they're not going to be able to see the stop sign? that's just dangerous man come on how is that funny (laughs) yeah like a funny person would know not to do that shit it's like we had brendan walsh on and he does funny shit like he was telling us he did one yeah help me with this one uh, even though we just fucking heard it but i've been drinking yeah the the sign with the with the cell phone on it oh (laughs) yeah there was a metro pcs billboard and it was like two people texting And they were like holding the phones in their hands, but the billboard didn't have any text on it. So he thought it would be hilarious (laughs) 
<laughs> to just kind of have like a weird text exchange between these people and make it look like the real ads. So it was, he put on there like, your father just passed away or something. Yeah, he put like one person text, your father just passed away. And the other one is like, OMG, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the billboard. You know what I mean? And it was at a stoplight. And that's funny. Like, that's hilarious. And nobody's getting hurt from that either. You know what I mean? So I guess this would be considered a prank or a practical joke that I played on the North Carolina DMV. So about... God, this is probably 16, 17 years ago. I got a license plate that said C-N-L-N-G-U-S, which is cunnilingus. And it actually came to me and I put it on my car and had it on my car for about six months until I got a letter in the mail from the DMV saying it had been canceled due to its <laughs> offensive connotations. Really? Nice. <laughs> And told me to send it back, you know, and they, they sent a generic license plate. And I'm like, well, you're never getting this back. Yeah. But so I had to, I had to put on like the generic license plate, like they canceled it. <laughs> See, so they, I mean, I think if they, if you get through with them, you should be able to just get, you know, they're like, all right, you, he got through. At what point I wonder, do they, do you think somebody called you in or some shit or? I think somebody, I don't think that they would have just been like looking at random license plates. I think somebody figured it out and called and was like, hey, I'm, I had to explain to my 10 year old daughter what kind of lingus <laughs> is. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> nobody, but it, it was perfect because like you have to know what kind of lingus is and then you have to figure it out yeah. from the license plates. So only maybe 15, 20% of people would even get the joke, which, you know. Yeah, they've got to have some kind of filter or something to try and weed that stuff out. You would be amazed if you go there. There's probably 10 to 12 pages of license plates that you cannot get. I mean, there's <laughs> thousands of like buzzwords and stuff that they won't let you get. Well, I'll tell you what, man, if nothing else, you made some North Carolina penitentiary inmates day. When they fucking made that, it's like, can you look at this? He probably showed it to everybody. It's like, they're letting me print this thing right now. <laughs> All right, Bobby, you can do this next one. 14 year old Danny Crawford and his buddies were obnoxious little shits that liked to throw eggs at cars late at night. A windshield splatter was funny to them, but a door hit was the best because it left a dent along with the mess. In December 2006, the group of shitheads targeted the wrong car when someone inside a gray Jeep fired multiple shots at the group, killing Crawford. Yeah, that's another thing, man. You fucking fuck with the wrong person and they actually have a gun. They're going to fucking come yeah. after you, dude. Well, not to mention, I mean, if you don't see that somebody's throwing an egg and you just feel something hit the car, you don't know if it was a gunshot or something. I don't know. It's Yeah. I think that's a good lesson with some of these is with pranks, you need to know who your target is and you need to know that like yeah they might be pissed but they can take a joke because yeah. like when you just pull yeah. a random prank like you said you don't know who, who's got a gun and not uh, a sense of humor <laughs> yeah that's a great point we talked about a, a case that was in the news recently where some youtubers were gonna film this hilarious prank where they uh they tried to rob some people with a butcher knife and one of the guys is like, all right, pulls out a fucking gun and shot the guy multiple times. 
there's a, a really funny YouTube series of uh, this guy called Cart Narcs. I don't know if you've ever no. seen it, but it was after people who don't return their carts to the little cart corral, which yeah. I love this guy. He should be sainted and knighted and given the Medal of Freedom because this yeah, is something yeah. I really believe in. <laughs> but so he'll hide behind cars. Like if he sees somebody not put the cart back where it belongs, he'll just pop it up on the curb. He'll go after him. It's like, excuse me, sir, cart narcs. Um, notice you didn't uh, return your cart. And some people come after him like you never know who you're gonna get with that yeah (laughs) yeah but see in that case because i I, i've seen some of those videos and i dig them at least he's coming out of people that are being kind of jerks yeah but some of these other people are just like fucking with random people you know if somebody had a bad day or whatever you know what i mean and you just fucking like say throwing the egg thing you don't know if the person's already had dealing with yeah especially fucking with somebody's car like you don't fuck with a man's car yeah and it's just not that funny i mean again i go back to like these people are not comedians so they're not realizing like okay so if so if this had worked out perfectly okay now a guy's got egg on his car is that really that fucking hilarious (laughs) somebody's got to fucking clean their car now it kind of reminds me of I'm not as big a fan of the roasts lately. Not lately, by lately, I mean within the last 10, 15 years. Because they started roasting just random celebrity people that yeah. were just famous. And then all the people roasting them had no connection to them. Yeah. It, it, now you're just like saying mean things to people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just saying mean things to strangers. Whereas in the past, it was like all friends you know it was a fucking frank sinatra roasting sammy davis jr or other comedians roasting other comedians but then it just became like yeah just fucking being mean to random people you've never met before do any of you guys work with that comedian janet williams yeah she went by the tennessee tramp yeah i know exactly who you're talking about so yeah. she was funny man she was a sweet lady too and mm-hmm. she used to sell these bumper stickers or give them away at the end of a show that said pussy power and then it had, you know, Tennessee Tramp on there. So I put one of those bumper stickers on the back of this girl's car. And she drove around with that thing on there for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> Until she died tragically in an accident. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it was actually her boss who, who let her know that that was on the back of her car. And that she probably shouldn't have that out front. was <laughs> like the real estate office. <laughs> yeah, and then she lost the election. all right i'll let you do this next paragraph glenn all right every year seniors that serve as high school in anchorage alaska take part in an elaborate scavenger hunt that leads them all over the city as part of the game in 1992 clyde thompson snuck in onto the lot of a furniture store to try to steal the advertising balloon floating outside the owner ran out with a gun claimed he fired a warning shot to scare the thief and Thompson ended up dead, ruining graduation for everyone. <laughs> yeah, again, it's like, this is breaking and entering, right? No, this was, I, I mean, I don't think... Oh, it was just the balloon outside. Yeah, it was just the balloon out. I mean, it was it was outside. So, I mean, yeah, the guy wasn't breaking oh. or anything. But the guy that shot him claimed that he fired the shot into the air, and it just so happened that it fell back and... <laughs> And struck him, but... I mean, it's a hell of a warning. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A warning to everyone else. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. This $149 balloon is worth your life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding. 
right, I'll do this last one. When a group of six teenagers in Southern California decided to play the hack, lame, and boring-ass prank of ringing someone's doorbell and taking off, they weren't expecting the homeowner to chase him down in his infinity, hit their vehicle, and run them off the road, killing half of them. 42-year-old Anurag Chandra faces multiple murder charges for his role in the prank gone wrong. Chandra told reporters he regrets nothing, adding he, quote, don't play that shit. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You gotta, you gotta make sure you're fucking with people that do play that shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would just like to mention whoever played that game when you were old enough to drive. I thought that was just like a, a neighborhood when like where you just walk up to somebody's door and ring it and then take off running. I don't remember playing that when I was driving. Yeah, yeah. that's a great point. I didn't even catch that. But yeah, so basically what you're saying here is they did that. Then ran off in the car, and this guy got into his infinity, and it was just a fucking high-speed chase to get him. <laughs> I mean, the game is supposed to be like you ring the doorbell, and then you take off immediately, like running behind the house or whatever. This seems like it takes too long to ring the doorbell, and then everybody run back in the car, back out of the driveway, <laughs> then drive down the road. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is too much fucking work. Not to mention that shit just wouldn't work anymore anyway, because it, it would just be people posting on next door, like, yeah, somebody rang my doorbell and left. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> I have you on video. Yeah. I have the ring doorbell. I'm looking yeah. at you on my phone. It just yeah, it would just be people posting videos of kids running away. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It would it would just look weird. I like to think that I just now thought of this. But uh, and somebody might get rich if if I'm giving this away. Has there been any ring doorbell porn yet? <laughs> just people fucking in front of somebody's house. Yeah, man. You just record it on you know your phone, and then you just have people you know see a giant dong, and somebody just giving a blowjob right there in front of the doorbell. I think that'd be a neat POV. I think. <laughs> I think you're definitely onto something. I did catch some airbnb guests a while ago having a domestic dispute these two women got into this argument and one was throwing punches and stuff on my front porch now were you able to come you know it wasn't long enough you know that's the that was the problem yeah it wasn't long enough and it wasn't a violent enough punch <laughs> yeah, there wasn't enough blood yeah i gotta see blood exactly <laughs> Well, I'm real big into edging, so those people are going to have to hang out on my fucking porch for about three hours. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to move on to the last segment of the podcast. It's in Decorous Laws. This week, we are doing Rhode Island. Every week, or whenever we feel like it, we highlight some of the oddest laws in different states of the United States. Most of these were real laws, at least at some point. Some of them have since been repealed, and others are sadly still on the books. One of these might be unverified. I always put that on there, but I'm pretty sure I verified all of these. So all of these should be real. And uh, Bobby, I'll let you do the first one. I'm just curious. We've got to be running out of states, right? Like We're down to single digits at this point, right? <laughs> well, you got 48 of them. Yes, right. <laughs> we got the real states. Yeah. <laughs> Alaska and Hawaii are not states. To be a state, you got to touch a state. <laughs> I'm with you all the way, dude. And here's the other thing with Alaska and Hawaii. They always try to get you with trivia. Because they'll be like, what's the southernmost state? And everybody's like, well, fucking it's Florida. 
Like, no, Hawaii is further south. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, what's the biggest state? And you're like, Texas. And they're like, no, dummy, Alaska. Because Alaska is apparently like half the size of the United States. But I, I'm with you all the way. We need to fucking kick Alaska and Hawaii out of the union. <laughs> we'll try it. Well, oh, yeah, I was going to say Puerto Rico. Now we're going to try to have a third one. There's going to be three of these fucking things that don't touch. Not just, well, yeah, that's true. They're going to try to add Puerto Rico. And I think they're, they're in the process of adding uh, Washington, D.C. too, which does touch. So I guess that. I'm really yeah. looking to try to add on like Manitoba. <laughs> maybe i've got my eye on manitoba i mean because it touches us yeah i feel like that'd be a real good bet how about tijuana tijuana is right there attached tijuana yeah isn't tijuana isn't that mexico yeah you just saying mexico it's just, yeah it's right across the border from san diego yeah it's too big man you're talking trying to annex a whole country man well what the fuck you saying you... manitoba it's gonna be cheap <laughs> why would manitoba be cheap because just nobody wants to live there or something Nobody wants to be there. It's a frozen hellscape. Okay. All right. If you get, if you, yeah. Okay. My apologies to all the Manitoban listeners. I mean, hey, if you're buying Canadian provinces, I mean, you might as well aim high and go for Ontario. Does that still touch us? Yeah. Yeah. All of those bottom ones touch us. All of those touch us. A little, a little too much, you ask me, goddammit. it. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, to answer your question, Bobby, yes, we will eventually run out of states. Okay. We are currently on the R, which is towards the bottom <laughs> half of the alphabet. Well, then so, you just do weird laws in other countries, and you have a whole three hundred more to go. We're gonna we're gonna do weird laws in Manitoba next. <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna do Rhode Island today. So, Bobby, you can do the first one. All right. It is illegal to drive any horse over any of the public highways for the purpose of racing or trying the speed of the horse. That's like, what, if you're taking it for a test drive or something? Well, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like, oh, yeah, if you just want to see what horsepower you can get out of your horse. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just ride it on the highway. And I guess too many people were doing this shit. So they're like, nah, fuck it. Get the fuck out of here with this shit. <laughs> now, I might be high, but can a horse be more or less than one horsepower? I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but I would think a horse would just be one horsepower. But yeah, but a thoroughbred is going to have so much more speed and power than like a little show pony. So you're telling me that those are equal horsepower? You you probably have like your average horsepower and then oh, this one's one and a quarter, one and a half. Well, but here's the thing. You got a thoroughbred like a Kentucky derby type horse and yeah it can go really fast but is it really going to be stronger than a horse that like pulls shit wouldn't that one be stronger like a clydesdale I, yeah like a clydesdale that's just hauling shit all day that's more torque so there should be horsepower and horse torque horse to so there you go that's what the bottom line is we need to be more more specific about the power of uh, or the specific power that we're using these horses for or we could just go metric and get rid of these fucking stupid measures that involve... Metric makes so yeah. much sense, but God, I don't want to learn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's everything is like divisible by 10, you know? It's just... Yeah, it does make yeah, so much does. more sense. It's the absolute yeah. best, but no, we'd rather go with how strong the average horse is. 
anyway, <laughs> I'll do this next one. It is illegal to voluntarily, maliciously, or of purpose put out an eye, slit the nose, ear, or lip, or cut off, bite off, or disable any limb or member of another. Punishment ranges from one year to 20 years in prison. This goes back to your cannibal discussion. Yes, right. Yeah, this is just uh, assault at this point. Now, does this get into like any of the BDSM stuff? Because some of this might <laughs> oh, be consensual. Yeah, that's another thing about Glenn is big into the BDSM. So yeah, you're right. What if both consenting parties? Well, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's where the voluntarily, maliciously, or of purpose comes in. Because you would not be doing it maliciously. Yeah. You're just a couple of adults that like to get in the bedroom and disable each other's limbs. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about like uh, tattoo places and piercing places? Don't they do some of those things? That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. They... Get a split dick. <laughs> yeah. Or a split. They do the, the tongue that looks like a lizard thing. Oh, God. This was passed as part of the Kids These Days Act of 1950. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is interesting to me, though, that the punishment ranges from one year to 20. Yeah. That's, that's a hell of a fucking gap or, or margin there. So I guess, yeah, maybe they take into account all this shit like you guys were just mentioning. Yeah, maybe it was BDSM or maybe it was just fucking tattoo parlor body modification thing gone wrong or... Or yeah, maybe you were just eating somebody because you were hungry. Then maybe they'll yeah. knock off some of those. What are those mitigating factors? Like, hey, listen, I was just really hungry. And they're like, all right, you're not going to get the full 20. I, <laughs> I feel like if somebody took my eye out, I would want them to get at least 20 years. What if it was voluntary there? Yeah. <laughs> you can do this next one, Glenn. All right. For many years, the smallest state in the union had the longest name as well with its official name being State of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. After several failed attempts at changing the name, the name was finally shortened to the State of Rhode Island in November of 2020 in an effort to distance itself from Rhode Island's long history of slave trading. Did you guys know this, that apparently Rhode Island was like one of the major hubs for slave trading at one point? No. Yeah, hmm. but yeah apparently that was a hub for slave trading. What is it? They just have like favorable tax laws like fucking Delaware or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. All the slave companies incorporated in Rhode Island because of their favorable. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but yeah, basically, because not only could you own slaves, but you could trade them as well. Like apparently in the other adjoining states. Well, first of all, you just don't expect this from one of the northern states, but yeah. it is. It is one of those that I guess gets lost in history that they could own some and you could also just buy them. And so they had these names because they tried to change this law several times. And some people were against it because, oh, plantations, that just means colony. That's what the English called colonies. And some people are like, well, no, that sounds too much like slavery to us. But I mean, can you take like tours of plantations in the South still to this day? Oh, me and my wife got yeah. married at Magnolia Plantation in oh Charleston, God. South Carolina. Oh, oh my God. There's so many plantations down there. You're going to admit to your little antebellum wedding on our podcast? <laughs> yeah. Good grief. You know, it's heritage, not hate. That's what we say on our flags. <laughs> Bobby, do you think that you would have owned slaves if you were around back then? I So, first of all, because people just talk about that as though 
As though everybody would have had the money to do that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that an employee that you didn't have to pay ever again would cost a lot of money. And, but I, cause I I have kind of thought about that. And if I had the ability to, then I probably would have, but it would have been in the name of keeping them away from like asshole owners. I would, Oh, you would be uh, the nice slave owner. You're such yeah. a great guy. No, 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 no. no. It's, like it's like you're rescuing a dog from the shelter. Because no, you have to, look, you'd have to own them to emancipate them, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, it, like today, like if, if I was allowed to own slaves today, like I wouldn't. I mean, it's not because like I'm a great person. It's just like I got a small house and there's just not that much work to do. <laughs> like am i gonna make this guy repeatedly dust my tv yeah good point man how many you you'd be more concerned about the guy just being bored all the time yeah i'm like i mean i i guess just have a seat on the couch with me i mean for a little bit till i need a drink or something <laughs> <It's> <laughs> just a buddy then, you know you'll you'll be the one to get me the drink you know that right <laughs> all right i'll do this next one uh it no, is no, illegal no, no, to no. Pre- what, what? what about you carlos what about you you just trying to i'm hispanic i would be the slave he would have been on the other side of that yeah, yeah, Jesus <laughs> good lord he would have hoped to have been with such a benevolent slave owner such as yourself yeah <laughs> lord send me a bobby <laughs> please send me a bobby to save me i want to be in bobby land <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all the rest of us would be talking about. There is this man. It's we don't know if it's true or not, but he buys slaves just to make them free. They call him Bobby. I would be like the Oscar <laughs> Schindler of slave owners. All right. Well, we reached the end of the podcast, Glenn. Thanks so much for doing it, bro. Man, this was fantastic. I can't wait to come back again. Hopefully. Yeah, dude. Well, yeah, thanks, Glenn. We'll get more into the BDSM stories when you guys get to a BDSM <laughs> heavy episode. I don't know if that's going to be your big 150th episode spectacular. It'll be a two parter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be an anthology of BDSM, and we'll have you. It'll be like a fucking. It'll be the Ken Burns of BDSM we're going to do on the podcast. <laughs> So usually this is when we're closing it out, asking if there's anything you want to plug. But I mean, I think I know what you want to plug, right, Glenn? I want to plug Card Charts on Twitch. Hell yeah. Card underscore charts dot whatever Twitch is. Perfect. (laughs) You fix that plug and post. You may want to start plugging your resume after the old antebellum wedding you told us about. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, you didn't have to crack a whip after each vow. Bobby, you got any last sighs? Oh, wow. You really, yeah, yeah you've yeah, extended those sides. Put in man. some work on that one. I guess we'll maybe have Ian for the next episode. We really have you heard anything? As, uh, have you checked the news? Uh, no, I haven't. His lawyer texted me earlier to verify some details, and uh, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, so we can't guarantee that Ian will be back next week because God knows it's all about parole and uh, posting bond, all that shit. Maybe check next door. Maybe somebody will report him. (laughs) But otherwise, 
me and Bobby will still be here because, you know, we're outstanding citizens yeah, you know, of we're the, America. We're dedicated to the podcast, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Some people, they dedicated to their craft. Some people would rather see their neighbors masturbate. But whatever, you know, everybody makes their own choices in life. Thank you, though, for listening to the podcast, guys. We love when you listen and when you tell your friends to listen as well. We appreciate you spreading the word about the podcast. If you want to support us monetarily, you can hit us up at themshits.com. Themshits.com, that will take you to our Patreon, where you can become one of our Patreon supporters. We have different levels, but even if you just send us three bucks every month. Every fucking day. Yes, that's the other, that's like, if you're really going to commit to this shit, you got every single day, you got to send us a $3 check. So you got to put it in the mail every fucking day. Imagine that shit if you actually, that's how you have to fucking pay for shit. You got to wire us $3 every fucking day. So hit us up on Patreon. We love you. Fucking cat. Let me be in Bobby land. I want to be in Bobby land.